Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a podcast where we try and talk about big topics every week instead of just brushing them under the carpet while we get on with our day-to-day lives in order to prevent the burgeoning normalisation of absolute bullshit from every direction. My name's Michael Forrest. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka Magic. And today we seem to be speaking very, very fast. Yes. That, well, it makes that... the podcast shorter and more efficient. <laughs> or people can listen to it in times two if they want to. Yeah, so if they listen to this in times two, it's going to be times four. So <laughs> this is the fastest podcast on record. Um, this week we are talking about entertainment. Oh, entertainment, you say. What does that mean to you? Any top level headlines? No. <laughs> Well, some <laughs> I entertain myself with my humour. <laughs> People like being entertained, but is it valuable to be entertained instead of doing serious things? I don't know. I, I, I just think we're going to just jump in and just, you know, Make see what happens, up. don't we? Well, I was, talk- I was thinking about it this morning because one of the reasons this topic has come up because of Beth Bell's comments was that entertainment or communication and at what point does communication become entertainment or what point do you maximise on the entertainment element of the communication in order to purely entertain without communicating and that kind of thing. There we go. That's, that's good. That's what I was thinking about. Sounds like a good foundation. All right, well, let's, uh, before all that, how was your week, Ivanka? <laughs> uh, my, my week has been fine, but I'm, I'm not having, I'm having a funny week or a funny period in my life where you have days where you're not sure if you're good or bad. A good or bad person? No, no. Well, no, I always know that I'm a good person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm always questioning my good personness or my good person factors. Uh, More along the lines of, am I okay? Kind of a week. My shoulder's annoying me because it hurts and I wanted to stop hurting. So it's reminding me that my body's aging. (laughs) No. So so, whereas I don't have these sort of... um, you know, aspirations to live to three hundred, like like what you do. I, uh, I'm, I, I, I don't like reminders that my body's kind of losing movement. How was your chiropractic? Very good. We had a good chat and we got some good plans. Uh, but I've also made a doctor's appointment, so try and get some physio maybe mm. on the NHS because. And also an X-ray because I've also got this funny knobbly bit in my neck. Oh God. <laughs> So I think that's bothering me. But And then just generally, you know, you come back from one place and then you're back in Brighton. And then mm. I went to London. I had a very interesting day doing my, I've, I've done this, um, I've managed to get, I've got my first regular client for my user research coaching thing that I've started doing. So I went there and I really enjoyed it. I really do enjoy it. Being asked questions, being able to just like, transmit you know like be there ask me questions and I will endeavor to answer them and help you shape your thinking that kind of thing so that was good and then I had to sit on the train on the way home well when I say sit (laughs) I mean be squished like a sardine into three carriages of what should have been in like an eight carriage train uh 
But I don't really know what's wrong. I think sometimes you have weeks where you're just feeling a bit, <laughs> and I'm having one of them weeks. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And that's, well, shall I try and entertain, cheer you up? Yes, Probably, please do. I don't know if that's Go. my my forte. <laughs> <laughs> well, my week, um, big things this week. Um, I am migrating my current account from HSBC to Monzo. So I'm going with a startup for my day-to-day banking. And it's very exciting. And what pushed me over the edge? Oh, no, I'd already started it. And then they did this, if this, then that uh, integration, which is just, I'm just in love with. It's this idea that if you, like, spend money in a certain shop, you can make it, like, play a song or, like, take move money out of one place and put it in another place and, and kind of manipulate. You know, I can do my daily savings. So I had this... Um, £10 a day just automatic saving on my current account with HSBC, which I had to sort of phone them up to set up years ago because I'd heard about Simple Bank like in America. I thought, I like that idea of like automatic saving. Um, I set that up as a daily thing. But then for a while, they, they start, some system they had was like generating a letter every single day. <laughs> and I'd get like this wad of letters from the bank that were all identical. And it took them a while to kind of catch on to that. And just their tech is just generally so awful oh. that... It's, and I was a bit worried that, oh, how am I going to get this daily thing that's not a feature in the app? And then they announced this. And I was like, oh, I can just set it up. So I've already set that up and it's nice. And I can I can, I can, can press a button and a thing will happen. Or uh, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all very good. And it's how things should be, really. Um, yes. And apart from that, uh, yeah, just trying to sort of extricate myself. Yeah, I didn't say on the podcast, but yeah, I've quit this project I was on. I just didn't see it working. I didn't see it being a good fit for me as a CTO in the end. So, yeah, like I've got a couple more weeks to get through and then um, I'm sort of free again. And looking to see what I can do next and hopefully something meaningful and hopefully something where I can kind of set my own hours a bit more and, you know, just kind of get out of this pun- clock punching cycle. I've been like clock watching on this job, which is just such a bad That's sign. Not good. It's been years since I've had any project where I've been like, oh, it's only 4.30, you know. <laughs> oh, God, it's, like, it's still only two, you know. It's like, yeah. that's that's no way to live. No, that's no way. That That's not a good sign. No. I also, I banged my knee in a taxi. But it was my <laughs> own fault. Well, it wasn't my own fault. It was just complicated. And I, I, I kind of went into the back of the taxi with my bike because I was trying to kind of keep an eye on the four lanes of incoming traffic from the other way. And the taxi sort of stopped when I wasn't expecting it to. But the guy in the back kind of glared at me, but you know, it's fine. Also today, I, Sharon got this delivery. Um, she, so she, so I took her, her driving license and her little post office card, put it in my back pocket. We wa- I walked her to the bus stop, had already fallen out of my back pocket. So I rode back, checked the way. And I'm like, these back pockets, what is the point of these back pockets? <laughs> literally like th- five doors from our house it had just fallen out. Um, and I wasn't checking it constantly because I was wheeling my bike. Um, but yeah, it's just, what the hell? So just nothing ever in a back pocket ever for the rest of my life. It's just no. not worth it. No, I, I'd have thought you'd already have tested that out sufficiently. Well, I literally said, well, this is probably a really bad idea. I'm just going to put this in my back pocket, putting it in my back pocket. Let's hope this doesn't go wrong. Walk to the bus stop. When we get to the bus stop, what the hell? <laughs> it's already gone. But you found it to, this time. Yeah, yeah, I found it. it was, you know, goodness me, eh? Goodness yes, me. Goodness, goodness you. I, uh, holy, holy I, the other thing after we were recording last week's episode uh, that I was reminded of is that we didn't comment on the results of the Irish referendum. Ooh. 
on uh, which which you know was a very positive outcome for the what how what word the world society. frankly for society that women don't have to die anymore if things go wrong um but don't you think that women if they do get pregnant should be punished as Donald Trump said, there should be some sort of said? punishment. He said something about, like, if women get pregnant, there should be some sort of punishment in, on the subject of abortions. Like, that guy. that guy. But do you not think maybe an abortion is a punishment of sorts? You can't even give that a response, to be honest with you. That's so like a, just so... Uh, you know where to start arguing with that there, yeah. uh, and on uh, on the subject of people like him um i was also listening to i haven't done much radio for recently for my sanity <laughs> but i was listening had it on the other day yesterday in fact cooking and i was listening to the woman who's been appointed by the un to lead on the some sort of task force for uh, against women discriminate not harassment against women but one of the things she talked about as well was how women need to understand that they don't have to take it. Hmm. And I think that's one of my big underlying things is that, you know, I was taught that I don't have to take any behavior from anyone that I don't like, be hmm. that, you know, some, you know, just. You, you you can't say things like that to me. No, you can't touch me. I don't know if I told you recently, I was walking along the road and, a, well, I was inside a school group and they were, mm. they were, because we have lots of visiting groups of school children to Brighton, obviously. And this was a, they were, they were from a foreign place, but that's not relevant other than <laughs> that they were out in the school time. And as I was walking, this young lad poked me in the back and uh, I turned around because it wasn't in any way, there was nothing... I don't know, perverse about what he did. He mm. was just showing off in front of his mates, but he touched me and I went in step with him. He's taller than me, probably 14, 15. And I went, you can't touch me. And he looked at me and went, I'm sorry, I don't speak English. I was like, you do speak English. And you <laughs> certainly understand enough to know that it is not okay to touch me or anybody else. And he went, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Just don't do it again, ever. <laughs> I, was like, I, I don't think he ever will. I was like, so, you don't know me. I didn't say it was okay to touch me. Do not touch me. So, oh. But, you know, you do have a right to say that. If you if you take it to the full letter of the law, it's assault. Mm, yeah. uh, so that was a very sombre little interlude. So, so this woman, me too... Well, she, what, what was fascinating really was that uh, what had started as online social media, hashtag me too, has actually caused some very large organisations to take it more seriously than they ever have. Right. And start revisiting and creating task forces. And because any big organisation, the UN included, has, uh, has been party to some very high profile and unacceptable sort of harassment type behavior but the fact that this this online movement has forced them to to revisit i think is quite it's quite interesting and powerful mm -hmm. so that was what was interesting about listening to this woman <laughs> sometimes they go sometimes it works sometimes, sometimes it the, works sometimes tweeting a hashtag is enough
but I mean, you've got to tweet your stories as well. I think you need a lot of people. Well. And, then, um, and it was a, there was a similar thing I, I happened across. You know, is it? do you say his name? Akala? That um, there's a British artist. I saw a clip of him being interviewed. Yeah. He talks about racism and what it means to be black a lot. Um, and he talks, uh, he t- I saw him talk about, and which I thought was a really good part of the description for our podcast. He said, you know, when people go, oh, we don't need to talk about racism, talking about it draws attention to it. It makes bigs it up. He's like, no, we don't stop talking about Shakespeare just because that was in history. If we want to, we do need to keep talking about things in order to examine all the elements of um, what it is and how to, how to, move it on um, and how to make sure that we don't just keep repeating the same patterns or bury them in such a way that like, you know, I think one of the things everyone was surprised about after the referendum was how racist Britain still is. Mm, yeah. And we thought we weren't, <laughs> we yeah. thought we'd, we'd, we'd cured it. Um, I'm, I met someone yesterday who apparently voted leave because of something to do with cucumbers. Hmm. Something to do with apparently EU cucumber straightness thing that she, some fake news that she'd seen. So that was uh, her reason for voting leave. Apparently, she didn't like the EU imposing straight cucumbers on us. Well, so fair cool. enough. That's, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's what matters. Uh, Um, like when I said we were doing entertainment to Sharon, she came back with, to me with some Latin. <laughs> Pan, so that's how I was going to start this. Panem et circenses, or which in bread Latin, and circuses, bread and circuses, supposedly coined. No, oh, apparently a cynical for apparently a cynical formula of the Roman emperors for keeping the masses content with ample food and entertainment. Um, uh, is is a, is a entertainment just something to keep people kind of in a little daze where they don't ever start to want to make changes about things? Or maybe if entertainment is, and food, maybe that is all we need. Maybe I think um, I did. I had uh, heard of that expression, and I I used it when uh, I think early in the Brexit negotiations. I was like, mm. <laughs> we need the food as well, though, Teresa. You know, I think that's the bit that um, is being a bit neglected at the moment with the no plan for the economy whatsoever. Uh, is it something, do we need more than entertainment and, and food? Well, if you go to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there's a few things between uh-huh. food and entertainment. <laughs> um, but I think entertainment is a good distraction. I think it is distraction a lot of the time. You know, if you, and that's not to say that it's always negative, um, but a, uh, you know, shifting away from your own reality for, for periods of time. You know, I don't know if that's a bad thing at all. It depends whether you're, I mean, my, my father was very switch off this soap opera immediately because <laughs> it is just them entertaining your brain so that you don't think and you don't question the position you're in in society. Yeah, well, but, and, but I think we've already got a flavour of what my father was like. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, No, it's, it's an interesting point, but like, I think we do have a certain need to be able to turn off our brains. We'll just let the background stuff happen. So it's, it's sort of it's not just because you're being entertained doesn't mean that there's not 
sort of stuff going on in the background and the, the next time you come to a problem that you've been trying to solve that you won't suddenly have the solution yeah We're, but see uh, Mar- Marcus and I happened to talk about that this week because um we talked about the fact that if you are trying to come up with ideas uh or you've got probably you know you've been given a brief you've it's all been fed into your brain you've done some you kind of need to either do something else or do nothing for a bit while it all sort of filters through your brain and then and then after so you know we were talking about the importance of elapsed time in a project or you know iterations are something you do to distract yourself while your brain's actually processing all the Mm. all the inputs um i'm not sure that's well, I, th- I think you have to you have to bang your head against it for a while first. Otherwise, you're yeah. just kind of pro- procrastinating and not starting. I think it's important to sort of like you got to immerse yourself in it and try and figure it out. And then like I, I kind of usually push as far as I can go and then kind of like sleep. Yeah. Come back to it the next day and then things are easy. But and that's quite a kind of common cycle when things are difficult. Um well, or just yeah. that you're not inspired. I don't think it always yeah, is yeah. about difficult. That's what I yeah, meant yeah. about reading and absorbing yeah, yeah. the brief. You have to sort of fully yeah. understand what the scope of the problem is you, you're, or the thing you're trying to invent or solve or whatever. Or, and then you have a sure. few runs at it before you... Like, you know, it's all ties into what we were talking about last week about the sort of, like, you know, waiting for the genius to arrive. Exactly, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the, the genius can only hit your brain when there's a bit of space for it. Yeah, but you um, do have to show up. Yes, well. you do so, have yeah, to show yeah. up. You do have to have <laughs> all the little dots to join up already yeah. lined up in your head. Um, but yeah, so the, the mm. sort of entertainment there, I don't know, because you I see know. there's entertainment that makes you think as well. Sure. We've definitely talked about that before, like the whole, you know, um, having... Yeah, like news, Stephen yeah. Colbert, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or just like um, no, satire even. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's uh, that's not what I really think of when I think of entertainment at all. That sort of starts to get off. I don't know. It starts to... It is like broccoli, you know, a bit more. <laughs> it's like eating your vegetables a bit more than like yeah, entertainment definitely. is more kind of like... What is entertaining? It's just kind of watching people make do something stupid. I don't know. Like what? 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 Well, for me, I think you know, I've already confessed to my reading of crappy detective novels that really don't have any. You know, so my idea of, but it's not. I wouldn't. Well, I expect it is entertainment, but only in as much as it's a distraction. So I'm never going to be fully absorbed, but it's not going to give me ideas. It's not going to send me off on some random tangent where then I have to research, which is one of my problems with reading factual stuff, is that then I have to think about it. (laughs) It's like if I read a detective novel, I can be, you know, or like watch Poirot on telly. I can be entertained or distracted and then I switch it off and there's no (laughs) follow-up. There's no like, there's no work. I, I want to think of a better way to phrase this, but like, what is there kind of a scale from entertainment to sort of like art and culture? Like, entertainment feels like it's very much one end of a thing. And like, even if you think about a TV sitcom, which like we, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air or something, it'll be kind of entertainment, entertainment, and then, but then when they do the kind of like, now we're going to talk about race for an episode or something like that, it's sort of like it's the entertainment is going to be sacrificed but you're kind of like you're not going to leave but it, it does feel like a distinct 
different thing. Like now we're going to talk about the importance of family. It's sort of um, it, it's going to it you know interferes with your entertainment. Um, and it does not say that it shouldn't be kind of sandwiched in there, but it is sort of like oh you were enjoying something and then they sort of like throw in something to to make you think. I, I wrote down just before you said that I wrote down I'm an entertainment that you know I like a scale I had entertainment all the way to work <laughs> right. it's like you know where thinking is work I suppose and art and culture I don't know art can be just purely you know if we do, if if what? entertainment is distraction then some looking at some let's say if if we take art as being looking the, the I know there are many aspects of art art and many incarnations but let's say take just take something that's very very beautiful so there's and you're experiencing it purely on an emotional level so you've got then there's no real thinking involved there's only feeling or when you're looking at something like you know you're talk you talked about somebody doing something silly they are it's just going to make you laugh for me, entertainment has this element of distraction. Yes, definitely. But so, what about? But like on the on like as artists go, I, I kind of think about David Shrigley as being in a strange sort of place where he's definitely an artist, but all his work is it's all funny, which makes it entertaining, and it's also but it's also quite kind of snacky. You kind of just see it, and then you probably don't really have to look at it again a lot of the time. But or maybe you do like I, I like his um, one on fractals, which science reveal. He just shows that you know how there's sort of self similarity across scales. He sort of draws a kind of crude picture of that and goes, "Science reveals nature is boring." And I suppose yeah, that's quite boring, but <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> but that's you know that's different to, to. That's more something that you know it sort of reconfigures your brain a little bit to think about things differently, which is different to entertainment, which to me is. You're sort of sitting back, aren't you? You're just going, yeah. Make a thing happen. Do yeah. it again. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, again, yeah. Again, again, again. Like, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, you're definitely that childish. Again, again. We did something this morning that was apparently extremely entertaining to the three-year-old. Where Nick was going, do you want some water? No. Do you want some coffee? No. Do you want a duvet? No. Do you want a placemat? No. Do you want a pancake? No. Oh, yes. <laughs> she thought this was hilarious because she kept saying and then, and then he had to do it to her and then I had to do it to her and, until she didn't get caught out. Right. <laughs> and then she was like, ha. But, uh, well, but, it's games, isn't it? Yeah, I was just thinking like you cute. can entertain yourselves with, with little games or little things like that and just play. Obviously, it has utility beyond just entertaining yourself i don't know like i i don't really know what entertainment is the more i think about it I, i've i've been thinking when you were talking about you know that sort of again again it's like i i got this vision of like one of those saturday night tv shows or where people are all in like yeah. a theater and then there's people dancing and singing and it's like yeah like halftime super bowl show yeah kind of yeah thing. yeah it's just it's like, like everything has to be big and enormous yeah. and do silly stuff um yeah i can't think i can't move because you know the 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 bread and circuses quote as well that's the that is definitely a distraction you yeah. know that's what it's all about it's like your belly's not rumbling and you're you're laughing or watching some gladiators stab each other or something <laughs> whatever <Yeah. laughs> um, if Which that's what yeah. if that, that, that's apparently what 
what passes entertainment. Well, um, apparently that, that's uh, that's apocryphal that they were sort of killing each other all the time. They're very expensive those gladiators, so oh. they weren't likely to be. Uh, they didn't really kill each other all the time. Oh, they that didn't. Would have just been not very cost effective at all. That's another Adam ruins everything uh, learning. <laughs> That's why oh, I'm just ruining okay. things. Gladiators um, killing cheap slaves from <laughs> well, I mean, slaves elephants. are not cheap either. Like uh, anyway, but that's the thing. Like, if a slave is kind of a luxury item, don't you think? Like, if you own a person, that's probably one of your prized possessions. Well, probably, unless yeah. you're very, very, very rich. I don't know. But anyway, this... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite a disturbing tangent. I'm not sure I yes. like it, but. Let's leave that one. Um, yes, let's leave it. But then, you know, Beth's example of cavemen drawing on a cave. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't that think entertainment? that's entertainment. That's, isn't that? There's sort of like record keeping and storytelling. And like a story is um, like, um, again, that's like a sort of an entertaining delivery of some sort of, you know, wisdom lesson. a lot of the time. Yeah. Some lesson, yeah. Like, would Jesus have done as well as he did if his parables weren't quite entertaining? Like, oh, what, he didn't, did he? <laughs> Samaritan? Yeah, the, I thought they were awful. Maybe we could just figure out how how to be entertaining. It's something I'd like to oh, quite like to get to the bottom like, of. This is episode 20... 30. 30. This is episode, episode 30 of the podcast. Yeah. Michael and Ivanka try and work out how to be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, dear. Try, be funny. Be That's funny. That's always entertaining. Yeah. Um, be, do you know what's sort of, like one of the weird things... Um, you know, I played a lot of live shows over the years, and I just remember, like, one a semi-recent one. I decided I wanted to p- play it in like a hoodie, and then I sort of came on stage, and I, 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 you know, you're always setting up, and then you come on, and I sort of was playing for a bit, and then I remembered the hoodie, grabbed it, and put it on, and that got like a big cheer, <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't understand, but I suppose is this weird? What, what, what made that something that people thought was? It's just like, oh, it did something. <laughs> it's like you just got to do something, and then people are like, "Oh, he did a thing!" Woo! Juggle <laughs> <laughs> some balls. It's like anything can be entertaining if it. Well, why? You know, well, usually when I put clothes on, no one cares. <laughs> Is it just the context of it that the fact that I'm on a stage, the fact that then I did something that was like perceived to be part of a performance that was like, "Hey, putting, hey, that's a thing I can." <laughs> Strange. I have actually Googled entertain. Okay. It says to, to late 15th, this is the... Uh, We're really bringing you the value now. <laughs> We're Googling it for you. Um, it, but it, but so it says to keep up and maintain, to keep someone in a certain frame of mind. Ah, right. So it's sort of like so keep doing things to sort of... To keep... to. to so somebody doesn't go off and do something so like keep yeah. me laughing, keep me mesmerised, keep me yeah. relaxed, keep me whatever. Because we, you do talk about like, so can somebody entertain the child? For, <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like just keep it, keep it focused on some things. That frame of mind of being entertained is 
It just means you're paying attention, doesn't it? It just means, like, I'm just trying to, I'm thinking of physics lectures now. Because I always just thought of that in terms of, like, when you're speaking, you should sort of keep it to those sort of 20-minute chunks. But also, I think if you, I don't know, if you did a little flourish with your chalk, obviously they don't use chalk anymore, but um, if you did a little flourish or a little thing every so often, then people would kind of keep paying attention more because it's hard watch. I tell, tell you what, like, these, well, I mean, you did engineering, whatever, but... Like, those blackboards full of equations for science, it was hard to... Uh, and you're sort of trying to copy them down, and it's in really bad handwriting most of the time. Yeah. Like, the thermodynamics derivations, that was that was tough to stay awake during. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a few of those. But that's the use of entertainment, very much focused on this keeping you focused, keeping you in a particular frame of mind. So... By using an occasional flourish, you're just making sure people are staying with you. Are you yeah. still with me? You're still listening, still paying attention. Um, and then I suppose you can use that. But you would never use the expression entertain if you were talking about, I don't know, a guided meditation. But no, that's but boring, a lot of those no. guided meditation. <laughs> no, no, that's not oh. true. They're very, they're, I went, they're very profound. Well, I went to this exercise class yesterday and it's uh, organised by somebody who knows a lot about He's a, uh, a dancer, but he's studied movement for a very long time. So uh, he had elements that one might encounter in a yoga class. For example, mm. the savasana, the lying down at the end. And he was talking, but he wasn't sort of sitting there going, and now relax every part of your body. He was just talking to us whilst we right. were lying still at the end of the class. Mm. And... I was thinking, how much value do those little... And now imagine that you're walking through a beautiful garden. <laughs> how much value do they add? And the sensations in my body are exactly the same. And my brain, uh, listening to him talk about... Because we were all pretending to fly and having a laugh during the class. It was, sounds, it was a great class. Um, you know, um, meditation, though, my... I, I just... It's just... For me, it's just like... Just feeling itchy. It's just a study of just having various different itches. I just find it very hard, especially in a, like a class. It's like, don't scratch the... Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's a new one over there. And you're supposed to like focus on the itch. It's like, just... I just it just makes me feel so yeah. itchy. I definitely have that. It's like, the I think the first ever meditation class I went to, I just sat there going, my nose really itchy. <laughs> like, don't scratch your nose, don't move, don't move. But then I read this really good book um, a few years ago and it talked about, it's like, you didn't grow up in India. You are not used to sitting cross-legged on the floor or crouching. You're used to sitting on a chair Meditation is not a battle against your body. It's a way of stilling, calming the mind. So it's like, so sit on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, because basically any fool can control their body. Was, you know, wasn't, he didn't mm. phrase it like that. It's like overcoming your body or controlling your body is one thing, but actually, you know, batting thoughts away is a completely different activity. So... Yeah, that's quite useful. And if your nose itches, scratch it. <laughs> well, I'm just scratching. That's the thing. And when I do it at home, I just kind of like, I'm scratching, just scratching, scratching. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what can you well, do? What can you do? How about we uh, approach this by taking the opposite of entertainment? Or, I mean, not even, what, what, 
What's I was boring? gonna like yeah, converse it conversely, what what is boredom? Like why don't we like but but is boredom is the thing that then subsequently leads you to kind of look for some other stimulus, right? Yeah. So what what makes you know, stuff I think so much stuff is boring, and but it's kind of a taboo to call things boring if you've had a certain upbringing, I suppose. <laughs> but I was always like, books are boring. Is this episode boring? I don't know. Are we going to hold people's attention? And that's the thing. I'm constantly, like, as we record the podcast, I'm like, how do we make sure that people kind of stay interested? How do we kind of keep the keep the energy levels up, keep kind of interesting points flowing? Because otherwise people are going to, like, there, there's so many possible other podcasts they could be listening to let alone like other things they could be doing you know it's quite stressful keeping uh trying to keep the ball in the air i don't think it's possible to constantly keep an individual's attention i I have been thinking about this specifically because i listen to podcasts that i love and have me rolling around on the floor and then i'll get halfway through one episode and just go i'm not in the mood for this you're not making me laugh today and i would say that it's nine times out of ten it's me not in the mood not the so for me, like that type of thing, you yeah. know, that sort of like, I oh, just not, this is not what's going to distract me today. Um, so the, the, de- you know, like <laughs> the detective novels, I can be not in the mood for detective novel, mm, like, yeah. you know, or, or not in the mood for just, I just can't, I don't know. For, I don't know that I ever have, I'm bored. Really? I don't think anyone, you know, it's, it's hard to, be bored these days really because there are there is always something you can it's not it's not feel like it's something when i was growing up it used to be kind of a big factor in your day it was like nothing to do don't know what to do yeah but that's now you just kind of pick up your phone and just go to a different like you'll kind of go to three or four different apps and before long you'll find some bloody little video or something that you feel like you're learning something it's like, oh, okay but the bo- you- but the board thing that from when you could oh there's nothing to do or i don't and then your mum goes well you've got this and this and this what do you mean mm. you're bored you can go and tidy up your room <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always a good one suddenly i'm not bored at all <laughs> yeah, tidy up my room. Yeah. i've got a few things you could do no that's not what i meant um so i think boredom is more no, I don't find anything entertaining today. Nothing mm. is distracting me or keeping my attention. <laughs> from my ennui, from my existential ennui. Is, is existential, existential feelings uh, can, uh, are kind of an opposite pole to en- entertained as well, aren't they? It's like, I can't be entertained because I'm going to die one day. <laughs> Like the role of, you know, drinking, you know, all that kind of like going out, drinking, talking to people in the pub, even, yeah. you know, that that whole kind of thing called chemically induced entertainment. Like, like drugs can make things entertaining that otherwise wouldn't be entertaining. For example, alcohol making certain types of repetitive conversations continue to be entertaining. Well, I think it's chemically assisted <laughs> socialising, but there is the socialising element. So you're not in a pub to entertain your friends. 
you're in a pub to listen to your friends and to tell them stories. So yes, you don't want to bore them, but equally you you might be meeting your friends because you want to tell them about talk about something serious or something not serious or you're interested in their opinion. I, I got this uh, lovely quite on Tuesday when I was doing this user research thing and uh, one of the guys is quite inexperienced but he talked about being genuinely curious about people and he just threw it into a mm. sentence but you know that's that's a useful thing when you're talking to people never mind when you're doing user research just you know that sort of giving somebody your attention is what makes a pub visit rewarding and them giving their attention to you rather than that turn taking I'll talk and then you talk it's more like Mm. you know the reason we the reason we haven't got bored of recording a podcast is because it's entertaining (laughs) but us (laughs) you know time does fly we do have a chat we do get something out of it you know I I don't I think if it didn't at least entertain the two of us then (laughs) we could be asked after the edit, certainly. No, no, it is. <laughs> well. I'm just thinking one of the things that can take you out of being entertained is when you're a bit confused or something's a bit too complicated. And yeah. I think that's a, a crime I frequently commit. It's like there's too many... You're kind of so busy trying to kind of pass what's kind of coming into your eyes and ears, like trying to make sense of where it goes. That it's hard to be entertained by it. So that's why, like, a detective novel you already kind of know exactly what to expect from yeah. that. But if you don't have like a frame of reference, you're sort of trying to take, you're trying to take too much in. And it's, whereas, so for me doing it, it might, it's entertaining me certainly because I'm just listening to the music and enjoying that I have so much control over this and that. But for the person watching, it's like, what, what's happening here? Like, and there's a, there's a little cube. How's that? What, where's that? Why? What is happening? Well, there's, there's a role of simplicity and there's also a role of familiarity. So there's only a few kind of like um, tent poles of familiarity where something's a bit more complex, like a detective novel, novel, or if you want to introduce something that's different, then it sort of has to be quite simple, isn't it? It's going to be entertaining. Yeah, it has to be. be Because go on. Well, that's I think like the way like artisty artists that are kind of like pushing the envelope, innovating, doing interesting things that no one's done before. Then that gets sort of subsumed into pop music, pop art as a sort of simplified version with the corners rounded up, like like a Banksy, you know, or a, you know, a pop song Um, kind of has all the kind of confusing bits that kind of the uh, that it's kind of taking from kind of sanded off. And then it's simple enough that people can just find it entertaining. I think I think it's all down to this whole thinking thing. <laughs> it's like, okay. how much are you making me think? And I am I enjoying because because what what I you know my uh, detective novels for relaxation make I think makes me is kind of lazy because. Mm. I don't do puzzles, you know, I don't sit there and solve complex puzzles for entertainment, but I know a lot of people do because that's Mm. what distracts them. Whereas I make everything into some complex puzzle. So if I, (laughs) if I then did complex puzzles for my, I don't think I, anyway, I've never got into it. So I think for mass entertainment, it needs to not have, you know, when it, it just can't be hard work. So it yeah, it can't, or it has to just be different to what your work is to some extent yeah, as well. Yeah, so if yeah, like yeah. my day job involves solving a lot of puzzles, then the last thing I want to do is solve puzzles in the evening. 
Whereas someone who's got quite a mindless job might sort of, you know, that's when you're going to start, you know, your brain needs a little bit of exercise and you are going to embrace those kind of complicated, you're going to, you know, click on those things. But what about people who do crosswords and stuff? Have you ever got into crosswords? I, I do them. I don't like the whole cryptic clue thing. It seems so up its own ass. Well, yeah, that's, well, like, that's my, I'll do a crossword, but not, I can't. I, I just don't know how to do the cryptic ones. Yeah, you just have I'm, to learn the stupid stuff. That oh, anagrams. What? What's that got? To, you just got to like learn the set of things that cryptic crossword. The tool, yeah. Like the tools. Use. But people do enjoy a cryptic crossword. But then I think for the people who really enjoy it and get into it, they know the tools. So it's not that yeah, complicated, yeah, yeah. you know. They they know yeah. the language, so yeah, they've it's it. so they've learned the language. They know the language, and then they can spend time doing a thing. It's like. Mm. Yeah, so it's not necessarily simple. I think it's familiarity with conventions of one sort or another that allow you to then just relax into it. Yeah, it's the relax bit. But then but then also people watch horror movies and that's not relaxing. Maybe it's a contrast thing again. It's like I kind of want to feel like there's danger in my life because normally I'm kind of bored. I don't know, is that... I don't know, do, do you like horror films? No. Yeah, me neither. Life's horrible enough. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm like, I don't... I, don't, I, I mean... Like, you know, people like David Lynch that could maybe be kind of classed as there's horror elements to it, or even like Buffy had horror elements, but like something that's pure kind of horror film, especially if it's just jump scares, I'm just not really, you know, I, I, it's not, no, I, not I'm interested. Mean, I think my tolerance has built up for gore <laughs> over the years just because you can't, it's quite hard to be a grown up and not accept a degree of gore into your. Your film and, and TV entertainment. But in terms of things that just make you go, <gasps> or, you know, I'm, I'm anticipating that I'm, high, you know, I'm, I'm the other side of the room waiting for it to pass. I hate it. <laughs> I don't like the feeling. Uh, maybe part of this entertainment thing is also a, a focused emotion. So a horror movie is, you know, very focused on fear and tension or, yeah. or, or you know, and then um, you can watch a, you know, rom-com and be lost in some sort of like, ah, oh, you know, sort of world uh, or common, yeah. you know, la just laughing and not taking anything seriously. So there's a sort of simplicity. There is a simplicity to the emotional response expected, I think. Is there designed to like tap into, because even I've never, I, I've never generally heard a very beautiful painting described as entertainment. No. But I think it, it kind of is. It's just there to let you lose yourself in a given emotional response for a period of time. That I mean, that might not be why the person drew it. Maybe that's they or painted it or did whatever, sculpted it. But being lost for a moment in a single or a very narrow set of emotions, that's entertaining. I think complexity comes as well when you're going, you know, oh, I'm feeling stupid because I can't work this out and I'm kind of laughing hysterically because I'm feeling, you know, you know, maybe feeling... But then feeling uncomfortable is also something that, you know, these sort of... Uh, one of the reasons I don't watch reality TV is they make me feel uncomfortable and it's not a feeling I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's like, stop it, stop uh, it. No, you can't sing. Who on earth let you onto this <laughs> thing? Humour is entertaining. But like all 
media, yeah. forms of art. Well, uh, yeah, humor. Uh, yeah, again, it's like on a spectrum of like some people are kind of breaking down your your assumptions about the world, and other people are doing fart jokes, and and there's a lot in between. And sometimes fart jokes can really make you think about <laughs> the world in a different way. We were we were having a conversation around the table the other day. So it's me, my mother, and my husband, and we were talking about somebody that we we didn't want the conversation repeated. And the three year old is now able to repeat conversations <laughs> when you don't oh, want dear. to. And it goes. What are you doing? Because she was looking at us smiling. <laughs> and he said, Are you listening? She said, No, I'm farting. <laughs> <laughs> and she just looked really pleased with herself. <laughs> oh, Lord. That was funny. Kept me well, amused. That is. I mean, basically, toilet humour is the pinnacle <laughs> of funniness. Um, yeah, my brother's very entertaining. <laughs> As an artist, as a beatboxer, he always like picked the entertainment route, but then he kind of like got burnt out from it, I think, because he was too focused on, because it was just entertainment and it wasn't, after a certain point, it just wasn't giving him anything. So he's like going out beatboxing in front of these huge crowds, like thousands of people, um, getting paid to do it, TV advert, this and that. But he was just like... I think it was just like not really doing anything for him anymore. So everyone there is like, oh, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. You're so brilliant. And he's like, yeah. I think that's quite an interesting point that we've only now brought up, which is mm. the energy that is required to entertain somebody mm. from you. It's a, I think that's part of it. Maybe entertainment is not so much two-way. It's a flow of energy from one person to the other, isn't it? It's you en- you're energising Yeah, you're, you're basically putting things into somebody else and it's yeah. there's no... It doesn't fill you back up. This. Yeah. And he said to me, like, the most important thing to do when you play a big show is, like, you've got to take every bit of energy that the crowd gives you and give it back to them. Like, amplify it even, like, back to them. You got it's, And it's this flow of, like, you get stuff, you give it back, you... You get more. I think that's 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 as a, to be an entertainer. It is you can't if you're just on autopilot. It's not really no, no, entertaining. No, absolutely, unless not. you're genuinely putting energy in, and that's why you love it so much when someone's just. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It's just the fact that they're kind of like <laughs> yeah, expending yeah, yeah, energy yeah, yeah. into it for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but that's what you have to do. But in many ways, I think the word entertainment it implies mm. some trivialness, yeah. which. I don't believe is necessarily because a it can be used for evil, which is the bread and <laughs> bread yeah. and circus. B it's something you need to do if you want to keep people's attention. So whether that's doing a presentation or running a workshop or recording a podcast with your friend Michael or whatever it mm. is, you have to be putting energy into it. Your own, yeah. Uh, otherwise, you're not you're not going to do that thing of being able to keep people's focus and be able to keep yeah. their um, keep them in a state that you want them to be in. Whether that's a state of frustration, laughing, fear, or <laughs> of beauty, whatever it is, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, and that's why I think I, 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 it's so important to have an audience sometimes because you get energy back from that audience that you can then. My problem is is often that it's hard to kind of commit to broadcasting something entertaining when 
the chances are you're not going to get any sort of any of that energy back and it just feels like a one-way street and you're just kind of throwing a lot of stuff out there but then it doesn't take much to kind of get re-energized either it's just like i just think back to when i was streaming live on twitch every night for which i did for a few months every single night two hours and um and now when I sort of stopped, all I could remember was how much effort it was. But what I kind of forgot was how much energy I'd get from people in the chat sort of saying things to me and kind of encouraging me or just even just criticizing as well. Like that was still a sort of an energizing force. But it's really hard to kind of embark on trying to entertain people when you, yeah, when you haven't got any energy as, as you're, you know, experiencing. But yeah, if we if you just do it, sometimes you can bootstrap it. Just if you just start, and then the right person, someone says something, then that kind of yeah, can kick it. Keeps you going, yeah. keeps you rolling, keeps you. But, you know. uh, but maybe if you truly want to entertain somebody, you need to. Um, you know, mm. love is one of those things that is actually, or, or gifting. We've talked about it's one of those things. Yeah. Or being kind, it's something that actually shouldn't require reciprocity in order to yeah. be rewarding. So maybe entertainment the problem with entertainment though is that if you can't see the energy coming back or you can't feel the energy coming back you know you're standing in front of a room of people presenting and they're Mm. all just staring deadpan you know it's very easy to to lose your you know you're you're tapping into your energy but maybe approaching it in a way that there's no expectation of reciprocity would make it easier to be entertaining that's, I mean, that's a nice idea, but just think what it's, just even in terms yeah, of love, exhausting. just think how exhausting it mm. is to not have that reciprocated. Yeah, so, yeah. like, there, there can yeah. be a certain leap of faith, and sometimes you just, I mean, if you're a professional entertainer, that's your job is to, even if you don't have the energy, you've got to find that energy from somewhere and just do it. And then probably, you know, as soon as people start responding, then, you know, but, it's going to be great. Well, I think, I feel like we've, uh, we've... Actually, yeah, we got a little breakthrough. Got a little breakthrough. It was, so you know we've we've been rewarded for our persistence on the topic. Excellent. Um, I'm going to play us out then with some increment, which is my brother's hip hop trio. Uh, so you can hear a little bit of beatboxing, but also some rapping and stuff. Welcome to my harmoniously introduced piece of beatbox and speech combined to pronounce to you our name. Yo, you know what? You know what's Polar bears and koala bears are both quite Orangutans too when they're not in the zoo Are quickly becoming endangered And tigers, miners Find us describing our way through there And others are daggers off Stabbings are rare but the news ain't fair So, thanks for listening, everybody If you like the podcast Come to grandpodcast.com. What a domain. <laughs> and you can find all of our social media connections in there. How can people find you, though, Ivanka? The best place to find me is to find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Though be warned, my notifications are currently a little bit noisy with people being rude about Ivanka Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at michaelforestmusic.com and also I have loads of links there as well. Um... And yeah, yeah, give us a review. Please do. Please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps other people find us and enjoy this wonderful self-reflection and <laughs> introspection. <laughs> and tell us what you get out of it, because that's the thing. Like, you know, anything you can say will keep us energised. And this was suggested by a listener. So, you know, 
You might even get your subject on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but all right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.